I would say I'm a time chaser. I've, I've always been a time chaser. I've never been a, a money chaser. Yeah. And so I frame the filters for everything I do to what is my time look like. Well, I've got my good friend here, Trey Bollinger. Thanks for coming, bro. Glad to be here, man. Yeah, I really appreciate you making the time. So how long have we known each other now? I'm not good with dates, man. I'm like- I would say it's about six years. Six years now? Yeah. You remember when we six first met? Ish. Oh, yeah. Where was it? Sean's house. Okay. It was. Yep. Yeah. Um, you were impressed with me because of a deer. It was, yeah. We'll yeah. get to that part later. But yeah, John. John yeah. Buck. It was. Well, we'll talk about some of that later. Mm -hmm. There's no way that you and I can't talk about hunting. This is a money and wholehearted podcast, just so you know. It's not a hunting podcast. Okay. I just okay. need to Got make it. sure you know that, okay? okay? Hey, so question I have for you, and this is um, something I've, I I know some of your story, but I don't know the whole thing. Okay. So this is a great excuse for us to get to know each other better. What were some of the belief systems that you inherited growing up about okay. money? Um, because, you know, I think you have a pretty amazing story. Um, and I, I would love to hear a little more of that. Yeah, I was fortunate. Uh, my dad, real hero, of course, my hero, um, was able to watch my dad's life and he built wealth. He was a high school dropout and, uh, ended up landing in the, uh, oil field, which in South Louisiana, that's, that's primary industry that's why mm -hmm. louisiana should be one of the wealthiest you know states there are but it's corrupt you know corrupt politics and government but and that's a that's an industry people generally have a short lifespan in and so my dad's done 50 years in that industry and started from just being a hard worker on to uh hundreds of employees on to a uh, handful of companies international companies 27 llcs thousand head of cows um, giant deer hunting ranch, recreational properties all over. Um, so, so that it was cool for me to, to grow up watching my dad and I worked for my dad and I launched businesses under my dad. I sat in financial meetings, uh, from the time I was, I was young. And so that, you know, his faith was primary, uh, because he knew he wasn't a, he wasn't talented today. My dad couldn't probably write a formal letter. Uh, he has somebody do you know, all that kind of stuff. He's just an engine of vision and, and feels, and he's one of those people that are always in the right place at the right time. It's like, no matter what, he's going to end up winning. He's just a winner and a hard worker. And so he believes that kind of like Mary, I'm pregnant. God did it. That's the story. Mm -hmm. And, and every time I've heard him tell his story, it's pretty much like God, love your wife, just simple things. Yeah, I um, that. It's never this complex, like I got all the secret sauce. It's more just like love God, love your wife, trust trust, uh, trust the Lord. I love that. You know, that whole diligence mm -hmm. and faithful. And, and so um, it, we also had a, this kind of word of faith influence in our life. And so he, being in the oil field, he, he almost lost all of his wealth probably four or five times. Mm -hmm. And I was also seen that um, and uh, some scary times that we went through. But uh, but he always brought the family together in faith and prayer and knowing that God was a miraculous God that gave him everything he had, um, teaching us 
uh, to be givers and live a generous life and that wealth never really had us, you know, yeah. that we had wealth. Yeah. And so I, I think that that is, is, is super impactful for me. I, I carry a little bit of a different mindset on some things. So I kind of mine the gold out of what I've seen my dad do and how I've seen him live. But uh, moving and transitioning here, uh, I just I, I wanted to take the things that I felt like fit me and fit my family and fit my trajectory that I felt like God had me on. But it looks a lot different than, let's say, my dad. Mm-hmm. You know? Yep. So. <clears throat> One of the things that you said was he was a hard worker. Yeah. And I I saw a quote this guy I know posted yesterday that have you heard the you guys you've you've heard the term work smarter not harder mm-hmm. and he i love what he wrote that my friend said you have to work harder before you can work smarter right and i just i i really i respect i don't know your dad i didn't get a chance to meet him out there yeah. I, i'm really looking forward to meeting him because i i respect people that grind yeah and that keep things very simple because yeah. I'm a simple-minded guy. So when you tell me, like, yeah. just love the people around you, love your wife well, parent your kids well, be generous, like, these things are super yeah. practical, yeah. and these things will lead to a great life, like, right. I can do that. Yeah. But if you try to tell me, like, the 10 best investments and, um, yeah. you know, how these LLCs work, you know, that's where I get lost sometimes. Right. Yeah. Well, he, he was, uh, I remember him telling stories, and my mom, of course, uh, I don't think my dad was probably there when I was born. I don't think he was there when my brother was born. I have two kids because he was offshore. And so uh, he he had an opportunity to drive to the rig and get mileage. And then you, you, you have to be there at 3 o'clock in the morning so you don't miss the boat. Or, and that puts you – the boat leaves at 5. And then you go out and you work a 12-hour day. Boat brings you back in. Is that where the term missed the boat came from? It might be. <laughs> And then he had a so, and then it was a three hour drive there and a three hour drive back. I think he did that for three years, and so he slept like three four hours a night. So he would catch his sleep on the boat. Wow! Uh, and on helicopters and whatnot. So like, yeah. like fifteen seventeen hours a day for like years and years and years and years. So is there's that, something to be said about hard work. Is that when you said I have. I got a lot out of that, but I now have a little bit of a different idea about what I want. I'm paraphrasing what okay, I thought gotcha. you said. Is that what you're talking about? You know, honestly, that's really not okay. uh, because I I work 15 to 17 hours a day, like I in seasons. Yeah, right. you know, and and yeah. there are seasons that I play really hard. But uh, when I built my business here in Reading. Um, you know, I remember being there in there till three, four o'clock in the morning and just couldn't leave. I was a one stop shop and my rent and bills were outrageous and it was like sink or swim. And um, so and even now I run I run multiple businesses and and I I don't I don't have I don't have a lot of employees. I run pretty lean and I do a lot of it myself. And there are seasons where it's like a hole that I feel like I, I can't climb out of. And there are other seasons like I'll leave for six weeks and go do whatever I want. Mm-hmm. And so um, the the hard work thing, I think that's one of the things that's actually helped me yeah. is learning. And he pushed us so hard, me and my brother. I mean, I worked offshore. When I was a kid, I was doing 12 to 15 hour days. And yeah. It's hot and it's miserable. And, you know, so so that getting in me, I pray that can get in my kids. Yeah. That my kids can work. I, I think work 
hard work seasonal and running a business is passion. So you're not counting hours and whatnot, yeah. but um, the reward of flexibility and freedom is probably where it goes in more to the model I'm talking about. Okay. I feel like my dad doesn't want flexibility and freedom. I think that like that's not his value. His value is to run everything he has and and be hovering over it and in it. And and he's got zillions of things to hover in, and that's the life he likes. Yeah. He doesn't ever if you were to say, Hey, you're never gonna leave that hill you got. And he's got the big hill, big house, big things. If if you were telling him he's never gonna leave that hill again and travel or go anywhere or do anything, he'd be like, That's great. <laughs> you know, COVID was great for him. He's just like, got everything I ever need right here. You know? Yeah. And so uh I'm different. Like if you were to put me on that hill and tell me I can't leave, then it would it would it would be devastating to yeah. me. And I and I seen that kind of coming mm-hmm. because it's a maintenance conglomerate. I was supposed to VP all my dad's affairs and it was going to be a pretty sweet ride and it's going to have some cool hunting and it's going to have a lot of great people in it and everybody knows him and it was going to there was a part of it that would be super nice you know uh but that it just my wife actually was like i just don't think this is you i think you're too much like your dad i think you want to invent i think you're independent i think you're going to want freedom and flexibility and if you get in this box i think you're going to hate it and regret it and so that actually was a huge part of why I'm not doing all that. Mm-hmm. The, the model for me is I'm, I would say I'm a time chaser. I've, I've always been a time chaser. I've never been a, a money chaser. Yeah. And so I frame the filters for everything I do to what does my time look like? Yeah. And so, and I've also seen that people trade, you know, energy and to get wealth mm-hmm. to ultimately buy time. Yep. And so like, I'm like a little bit of a bridge model. Like I can have time uh, and it might, it might look different. I might, my wealth, how I build wealth and how I manage wealth and how I lead companies or employees and whatnot might look different. But uh, I think it, the one I'm doing more suits me. Uh, there's definitely advantages to being wealthier, mm-hmm. but there's also advantages to I do whatever I want to do Having anytime I want to do it. Yeah. 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 Yeah, when I in in two thousand nine, I think it was yeah, two thousand nine I had stage four cancer and I was right in the beginning of my career starting to take off and everyone asked, Oh, what was that like? Were you scared? It was like I was pissed. Wow. It was a it was like an inconvenience to me. Yeah. And and I was just frustrated because it was this thing I couldn't control and I was newly married and when I got out of that season and I got a clean bill of health, I I committed to, I, for some reason, I just, I was wanted to work even harder. Yeah. And to this day, I still work hard. Yeah, like work I hard. take, I, there's sometimes I'll walk out of the office late at night and it's dark and cold and there's no other cars. Yeah. And I, I, I know everyone's in a warm living room watching mm. TV with their family mm-hmm. and I probably should feel bad, but I actually am proud about that sometimes. Yeah. So I want to segue into August. So you with your company, Lifetime Hunts, and Jason Valentin with Brave Co. put together a shooting school in Wyoming with Rob Wiley mm-hmm. with non-typical outfitters. And you invited me and a bunch of our friends to go. And um, it was to learn how to shoot long range, but it was also 
so much more than that. And I yeah, we brought Danny Silk in. Danny Silk showed up. Um, everyone was there and, and the, I've been to a lot of men's retreats in my life and I know you have too. So I was going into it. Like, I'm not sure there's, there's you know, shooting in Wyoming, right. good friends, yeah. probably going to be a couple cigars around. Maybe yeah. I, I knew it was going to be fun, but what was very interesting to me, and I want to hear you talk about it is how every single man that went there discovered they had a need they didn't know they had. And yeah. everyone got something so valuable out of that. Yeah. Yeah, I think being in remote Wyoming, uh, no cell phone signals, whatnot, um, and and also when you it's like a football team or anything. If you can bring the right dudes together, and the selection process wasn't like it wasn't taken lightly. Like guys were filtered. Tons of people wanted to go, had the money. We're like, nope, don't fit, don't fit. Glad I made the cut. It's funny. <laughs> I mean, even Jesus was like, hey, I'm looking. It, it said that he prayed all night and then he went and picked those who he wanted to be around and who he wanted with him. You know what I mean? And I think like we get to pick who we want to be with in life. Yeah. And we get to pick where we, you know, and so I think that God was orchestrating something a little bit bigger than us and he planned on meeting us there. And I think we went into it, honestly, not with a we got to perform and accomplish something here we actually just got to put some great dudes together in a great environment and let god show up and i think god did show up i think that like you can't give credit to rob or brave co or me or whatever we had a little part to play in it but there was some god soup just kind of being brewed mm -hmm. you know on that mountain and i think some you know everybody there was high capacity leaders with lots of people employees and ministry and you know, that they're stewarding and taking care of. And uh, I think that when guys invest and take a little bit of time, it, I, I feel like guys will always struggle to feel like that they got the time to do it. They'll always struggle with feeling like, you know, it makes sense financially to do it. But I've never seen anybody regret it when they do. And I've, and I've, and if we were to sit every one of those guys down and ask them what happened in their life, they got more time, they got more money. They got better marriages. They're better parents. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so that's a win, 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 win. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And so I think that Jesus chose a small group of people, yeah. and that's how he changed the world. And I, I think that these big events are awesome, and I think there's a place for that. But small, hand-picked groups set, whether it be in the outdoors, whether it be hunting or wherever, and you, and you invite God into those spaces, I think that the future looks like that. And I think those things will shape mankind and leadership and all of our lives probably more than anything else. We're going to, we're going to sell him that clip for about 10 grand. Cause that was, that was the best sales pitch I've you ever totally heard in my life. <laughs> yeah, I've never heard a better sales pitch. <laughs> we're going to put his banner on the buff. <laughs> um, I'm calling this money hole podcast. And the reason why I picked this is because 22 years of struggling personally with money. I have all kinds of weird belief systems that I had as a youngster and growing up insecure and, you know, and then finally getting money and realizing well, this doesn't actually make me happy, make me secure in who I am or, yeah. you know, or any of those things. Um, and then the whole part, you know, th that's the journey that I think I want, I wanted to talk about yeah. the shooting school because this whole word wholehearted is kind of getting thrown around a lot right now. Yeah. And I didn't really like it at one point in my life. Right, right. I just thought, you know, the 18-hour-a-day working guy was the way to right. do it. But I, I have a better perspective of that now. So 
you know, we're both grinders. We work really hard yeah. and we've got to experience the fruit of working really hard. Right. Our kids are, you know, we, we get to do some great things, but we have also suffered the consequences of that, yeah. you know, whether that's getting into unhealthy cycles, you know, I'm a recovery guy, yeah. you know, I've been sober 19 years. So yeah. I always have that to look at and remember, like, if I don't take care of myself, like this isn't good for anybody, right? let alone yeah. myself. So what, what is your... What is your perspective or your process right now when you get to that place where you're you're hitting the wall? Yeah. And you know that something's missing. Yeah. Yeah, well, I think that incorporating my wife into um you know, anytime I run into walls or or and just feel like I don't maybe have grace for what I'm doing or traction or I don't know. I I just seem to feel like me and her always have to like find our true north and be on the same page. And like, I think vision flows out of that. Mm. I think when I try to find it any other way that, uh, and, and it's not like you have to live in that space constantly mm-hmm. with your wife, but it has to be the platform from which you all vision comes. The anchor. Yeah. And I think that like when we're on the same page, even if we're making the wrong choices, God like will put grace on it. Wow. It's not all about being right. Cause you're connected. It's just about, it's about we're in connection. And I've seen God bless stupid choices that I've made. You know, I mean, we, we lived in an Airstream for like eight months and went around the country. And like, we both are like, that was a terrible decision. We should have <laughs> never did that. However, like. You should have called me, man. I would have told you that up front. <laughs> right. Well, everybody told us up front. But we got jacked about it and we got excited and we bought it for like 20 and sold it for like 80. And, uh, you know, so like there's all kind of beautiful things that happen, the story of who bought it and they're now missionaries are staying in it. And, you know, so like I think that sometimes it's not as much about right and wrong. Um, and, and I'm giving myself more and more permission to think in life. It's not always about me doing everything right. It's, it's for me doing it from the right heart. Yeah. And so with my wife, I've learned that there's room for mistakes when we're, when we're we're on the same page yeah. and so i would say that's the that's the platform that i have to start oh that's really good man that's really good i one of the i had i had always thought that i don't want to tell my wife about my work day yeah because a i don't want to relive it right it was hard yeah and then b like what does she why does she want to know about all that like let's yeah. talk about i'm here to be let's talk about the kids let's do yeah. happy things and there was a a day it was actually not too long after August where yeah. Jason had, he had asked us a few of us, he said, you realize your guys' wives are missing out on half your life. Yeah. And so I went home that night and I fumbled through, it was not easy. And I tried yeah. to tell her about my day and it wasn't easy at first, but what I found was after about 45 minutes of talking to her about it, yeah. I felt so much relief Yeah, because she was listening to me and we were, I realized we were connected Right, and she actually cared. She wasn't trying to solve my problems or, yeah. Step out of her lane and tell me how to handle HR problems yeah. or a PNL. She just she wanted to hear about what was going on and yeah, and that became a pattern. And man, that's changed my life and changed right. my marriage. So I understand what you're saying. Um, being connected to my wife, if I'm things are burning down or I'm working a lot of hours, she's praying for me. Yeah, she's packing lunches for me. Yeah, she's bringing the kids by a couple times a week to say hi. Mm-hmm. And that is so important. Yeah. I also think too, I've seen God's hands show up 
in my life and in terms of scaling and growing, everybody wants to grow, everybody wants to scale, everybody wants to see whatever they have succeed. And I think sometimes like we think like our plan is, you know, what's going to make all that happen. And I think sometimes just putting weight where it belongs is what makes it happen. Remember my, my mentor, my dad was a God-made man. It wasn't a self-made man. Mm -hmm. Like he he can't be like, well, I did ABCD. He's like, he just kind of like somehow the miraculous shows up constantly, the favor of God. We Mm -hmm. use terms like that. And you're in places and things go down. And, and so I found like when I, if I'll underwrite my wife's dream, she's in, she's in Ecuador right now. Mm-hmm. My daughter's in Ireland right now. She's going to, my wife's going to Africa this year. She's going to Mexico here soon. She's going to Romania, um, helped get her a flight pass where she can fly over the world. And so it's like when I'll, when I'll focus on like her dreams and kind of not make mine the, the main entree, it's like my dreams ex- exponentially grow. Yeah. Like somehow, some way, and I'll be telling you about some deal that went down. You'd be like, "Dang, that's freaking crazy!" It's like I could never create that moment. Yep. And so my life has been full. As my biggest growths have come from moments that I could never create on my own. Yeah. And so rather than chase those moments, I'm going to be like God put me in a garden. He gave me some kids. He gave me a wife. I'm just going to try to underwrite their dreams. Yep. And make that the goal. And um, and somehow it it works out financially when I do that. And I actually see more growth in my businesses. So so talking about making kids' dreams come true, I recently got a chance to hang out with you and Andrew at your dad's yes. your dad's place and finally got to see it. You've invited me, and I've never been able to make it, and I appreciate you always inviting me. I told you I'd make it, and I did, and now I'll probably have to go every year because my kids loved it. Right. It was such a great place. They had a blast. Um, but you know, one of the things that connected us is hunting. Yes. I could not imagine being a wholehearted person without having hunting in my life. <laughs> hunting has been the rock I throw, you know. Uh David, you know, had a couple rocks and yep. that's how he was able to accomplish greatness. For me, it's funny. Um I finally at some point gave myself permission to just love hunting and to want to do that with my life. Mm-hmm. Like I it took a while to give myself permission and it took a while to get permission from my wife as well. But it's probably about a year and a half or two years ago, like I've got full permission to pursue this dream. And uh, and some of the people I've met, the relationships I have, the lives that have been changed, the shooting school, has all been because I've been able to lean into that space. Mm-hmm. And uh, man, I've I've had I've had the privilege of of being with some of the greatest people in the world because mm-hmm. of hunting. Matter of fact, I mean, even Fob will tell you, like in the Bethel community, I I don't. I don't think I would know anybody if I wasn't a hunter. Yeah. But somehow I've become like the hunter in the Bethel community. Yeah. I've taken all the pastors hunting. I've taken, and it it is like the glue that actually bonded me to this community. Yeah. To you. Uh, yeah. That's why we're sitting here. Yeah. Uh, it's probably got that, a lot to do with how everybody I know, everybody I hang out with. And at some point my wife had to be like, I mean, just keep hunting. <laughs> <laughs> Every business deal I've done. Like hunting somehow, yeah, and it always had its claws deep in my soul, and I finally just quit fighting it. Yeah, so it's it's beautiful to be, be able to pursue the thing that you're super yep. that I never get tired of. Yeah, it never. I mean, I get wore out. Don't get me wrong, but and then it creates like friendship, like mm-hmm. the shooting school. We're being like 
seventh grade schoolboys. I mean, oh we're just gosh. goofing and we're just just a mess. And hunting is one of the things that allows you to kind of just be loose. Return to being a child, man. Be a child, yeah. It's, I was it, with my kid all day. We're getting ready for turkey hunting. And he, demo- all of his clothes, he had to come off before he get my truck. He's mud head to toe. He just had fever for a week. Don't tell mom. But but there's something about being the outdoors and hunting and whatnot, mm-hmm. whether it's kids, whether it's friends, whether it's leadership. It's just got, that. Nothing. there's nothing like it. Yeah. No, it, my story is the same as yours. I've been here my whole life and I, I met Sean yeah. and Sean invited me hunting and, um, and, and I finally took him because he was such a great supporter of me when he was here. Yeah. And he introduced me to Andrew and all these different yeah. people. And, and, uh, I actually took him out hunting and he said, can I bring a few friends? Yeah. And so he brought Andrew. Yeah. He also brought this goofy dude Name from Bob. the UK. Yeah. Named Fob. It's Fob. Fab. By the way. <laughs> <laughs> With, and uh, we go out there hunting and, and I, I smoke cigars, you know. Yeah. So I ended yeah. up pulling a few out and these guys look at me like, you got an extra? And all of a sudden I discovered that these guys all hunt. They love God. They do business stuff. Yeah. And they like cigars. And, yeah. you know, th- the rest was history. Here we are today. <laughs> and it, in hunting, it causes you to reconvene. Yeah. It, it isn't something that's one and done. You do it, and then you do it again. Yeah, and then you do it again, and then you do it again. So, oh yeah. Well, I, the last thing I'll say about hunting, just for those of you that don't hunt, um, we're really what we're talking about is recreation, and yeah. one of the 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 most healing things for me if I'm burned out, yeah, is to get a day away in the woods. And it isn't about killing anything, man. Yeah. It's just getting away from all the noise, um, and getting somewhere where I can think, where I can, you know, focus. Mm-hmm. Um, well, in closing, um, thank you for doing this. Um, any last thoughts? Yeah, I'm just I'm excited about what you're doing. Um, I've got I've had a dad that I could pull info from and ask questions and get on the phone anytime I need and would be financial or, or life or whatever. But like you're one of the you're the other person that I that I call uh, when I need just to talk to somebody, deal flow, property, real estate, um, finances friendship and so to see you engaged in this space like you're just you're just one of those people i put it in a very special place and to make yourself accessible like this where people can can learn and grow i'm i just think this is awesome man thank you and i respect you so much and i know that that uh you've got the experience the bruises but yet you're still young like this is it's going to be interesting to see where this goes and how many people really do become whole from from hearing what you have to say. I appreciate that, man. Thanks. Well, thanks for watching. Don't forget to like, subscribe, download, and please leave us a comment. 